<laughs> um, is it going? Yes. Okay. Welcome to the Balanced Feminine. We're your hosts, Maddie and Katie. Yeah. And today we have Heather from Enchantment Creek on with us, and we are so excited to be able to have this conversation. Heather is amazing. Um, so um, Heather, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> balancing the feminine. I love it so much. I'm so glad to be here. And uh, my name is Heather. I am a medical intuitive, an herbalist, and a farmer in Powell, Wyoming. And I have my sweet business where I make herbal remedies and help people nourish their lives through reconnecting with the plant spirits and the land and sifting through all sorts of intensities and beautiful things. And that's what I do here. Yeah, amazing. Well, I did not know that you're a medical intuitive, so that's going to take us down a whole other yeah. rabbit hole. I'm very excited about. <laughs> that. Yeah. <is> so cool. <laughs> um, but like, so, do you, okay? <laughs> I just have so many questions, and I'm like, we're so excited to have you on. Yeah, but um, we have time. Here we are. <laughs> so, how did you get into? Um, herbs like tell us a little bit about like your journey and how you got to where you are yes um thank you for that I um I feel like I have been in love with nature and the plants my whole life um since I was a kid I would always run to the trees for feeling good and comforted and that I, my, I grew up with my grandparents and we raised all of our own food and we would, my grandma would like to give us, you know, honey and lemon and tea instead of just running for the Tylenol. So um, that was my real young childhood. And meanwhile, my mom is a pharmaceutical sales representative person. Wow. <laughs> and um, I kind of resisted that always and then fast forward to after high school and all of this um I found a book in a thrift store that kind of like called to me I just went across the store to it and it was Michael Moore's medicinal plants of the Mount or of the Pacific Northwest and I became obsessed and I was like, this, this is it. This is what has been missing always. And the, the key that fit the lock. So that was like my beginning. And I just dove in all the way, studying every book I could get my hands on, growing as many plants as I could, going out in the woods and just like crawling around on the ground, getting to know getting to know nature and the forest and what it had for us that was, it's really, a, the forest holds all the things, even the prairies, the wetlands, all nature, the land that we live on holds all the things for us. And that was, that became very clear. And I just followed that path. Um, you know, I didn't go full-time herbs for a long time, because like, how do you support a life that way? Um, so I worked in a natural grocery store. I had, I had a private practice um, and I was like a receptionist on the side in a natural spa and I had a private practice where I did help clients, but um, it just wasn't totally fitting and flowing and I felt like I really wanted to be with the land and be with the herbs all the time so it started with community gardens and tearing up lawns in portland and planting food and medicine and all these things and i was like i am going to farm this is what i'm going to do and i want to nourish land put perennials down make amazing medicines and i essentially went on that track i saved money for many years and then five years ago five ish met my husband who happened to be a farmer wow. and we 
connected and over so many things and it was a very like calm grounded introduction and we just here we are <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah that's so, <laughs> so how did you guys decide on like where you were gonna farm and like the soil and what goes into that yeah that was already decided because we are on his family's four generation farm so he's generation four um here in the base in the bighorn basin so he was already on the land and his parents have accepted me fully in my very nature <laughs> um so we i moved up here and we just kind of started building so we built a small greenhouse then we built three more four more and then i built raised beds and garden areas and all this and then i have a, there's a 20 acre field that even though my husband's not fully on board yet i am taking over this <laughs> i love it i love that you know, gotta break him down a little bit yeah fully supportive but it's also like for this area very very different yeah yeah amazing um so as you know our podcast is really catered towards women and helping them to find balance um what are your favorite herbs for uh, women of all ages whether mm -hmm. that's like pre peri or post menopause mm -hmm. Um, three come to mind right away. Um, Angelica being number one. So I work with Angelica Pendrosini and Angelica sinensis, which are two subspecies of Angelica archangelica or Dong Kwai. Dong Kwai is very well known. Um, in Chinese medicine, which I don't pretend at all to know a lot about, but I do know a lot about the origin of this great balancer is what they call her. So she, I love plants where there's no science, even though I love the scientific aspect of plants. We don't understand in a scientific container how she balances throughout the cycles of life that she does. So she she facilitates a grounding energy i feel that she just roots us into our womb space right and that's her medicine it, it just no matter what phase of life we're in she's applicable to just getting into that root chakra area and saying i am nourishing you i am balancing you and through all phases of life so that's definitely number one. And she's a digestive bitter as well, more of a sweet bitter. So she's not like overpoweringly like bitter face. She, um, she's very sweet and soothing and cooling and grounding this way. So I think that's nice when we're fluctuating too through all of our hormone, hormonal things as feminine bodied humans. Um, so she, you know, and a lot of that too with the digestion piece is when we're nourishing our digestive system, we're processing hormones better from our blood. So our liver is really activated and our blood is cleansed of metabolic waste from hormonal chemical responses. And especially when it's fluctuating, that can be a lot of like a kind of junk floating around. And then that affects us. Like we feel anxious or we feel like, really lethargic or we feel grumpy because our liver is upset. Um, so I think Angelica is number one. And then Hawthorne is number two because she nourishes our heart. And that's another one with absolutely no science. Um, I probably not absolutely know, uh, probably some, but her constituents aren't like specific to the heart, but she strengthens our heart. And that is a physical heart, but also a spiritual heart body like that physical 
that spiritual energetic essence of our hearts and how she's able to just like hold it and be give it nourishment and feed that energy flowing through the heart and like women were expected to love all the things all the outside things always take care of family always take care of the animals or and the land even that's that's an enormous responsibility and the women um in indigenous culture that's still alive they're still holding the seed they're still holding the medicine and the the ways of food and holding that space but we most of us and i don't want to generalize too much but we forget to nourish ourselves right we, we don't we are not given that ahead we're given the go ahead to take care of everything else so i think hawthorne reminds us to nourish number one so that we our hearts are full too and that's more of like a spiritual component of the plant but um even just like hanging out under a hawthorne tree and in the same family as rose she has thorns all over her the hawthorne and they're like massive really scary thorns like open up your finger thorns and not, <laughs> yeah like whoa girl calm down but that is like <laughs> that is, i love that a little bit of sound. that's something yeah. that <laughs> that's something that rose holds too that um teaches us boundaries doesn't it it teaches yeah. us we i i need this time now yeah Please have my time and reminding us that that's okay <laughs> yeah all like i've been shifting the verbs lately of saying self-tending instead of self-care because self-care self-love is so it's so triggering isn't it for people and it's like it's selfish or i don't have time for any of that and how can it gives us that permission, I guess, that we need to really breathe, take 20 minutes a couple times a day, 10 minutes even, a couple times a day to just like tune into your own female essence, which is very powerful and beautiful. Yeah. And I guess when I covered Rose, but Rose came through too, and they might have come kind of together, but um, Rose is another one that I feel is really nourishing for women for similar components as Hawthorne, but again, like that big love and just like we need to remember that that big love needs to come back to us too, so that we can build nourishing relationships with our community, with our families, with our friends, with the land, with each other, with our work, all the things. Um, these two plants really help me to remember that taking care of my body and taking care of my mind and my heart is very important. So I think those are my top three for the female spirit, body, soul, all the things. So wow, you just explained like so much in the most beautiful <laughs> way possible. <laughs> it's like because it, it, there's so much. I mean, everything you said, I feel like aligns so well with women especially today like we need boundaries but i think we're so with reclaiming like our strength and you know asking for what we need we've also spread ourselves so thin in certain ways like we feel like we can do it all or we should be able to do it all mm -hmm. and that's something maddie and i feel like we want to help you know guide women to be like you are totally allowed to set boundaries for yourself and do these things for you and say no and that's actually taking care of yourself but i love the way you said self-tending yeah it's so cool yeah, and, and it's like such yeah. a reminder to know because like we've talked about this before but when you give everything all the time then pretty soon you run out and you don't have like the best of you to give anymore so yeah exactly. And I think we forget. Yeah, and we're trained, we forget and we're trained to do that. And I just got all the chills what you ladies are talking about. So it's like, yes, we need this especially right now. Like especially. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the biggest reasons that Maddie and I were like, let's create a podcast and help people understand that like, you don't have to spend like tons and tons of money on like certain health, like therapies or whatever. Like you can go into nature and become more connected to herbs and, you know, become more aligned with that. And you're going to see certain things transform in yourself and in your body. And it's not like we, I feel like we've overcomplicated health so much, but it's really about getting back in touch with like what you were saying, like the land and asking for what you need and putting yourself first. And I think it's like nature, mother nature is just something that gets overlooked in our society these days. Yeah. And that's, and I think one really beautiful thing too with herbs is we as women, I think it's like coming from a good place where we're wanting to progress and like take back our power and all of this in the world. But sometimes we get a little confused by what that actually means and what that looks like, like with the self-care thing, right? It becomes so overused and kind of just becomes this blanket statement that doesn't really mean anything anymore. And I also think that sometimes when we try and become feminists, we're doing it in a way where we're actually acting like out of the state of the wounded masculine more so than actually like embodying the really beautiful, powerful side of being a female. Um, And I think in a lot of ways, at least from my experience, and I'm sure you have, you could attest to this, but herbs and nature, they bring you back into that balanced place so easily without you even having to really try but it just allows you to really embrace that feminine power yeah i really i love that because it's you don't but when you're in nature i feel your your whole being is more calm and peaceful and i feel like that is the feminine energy coming out where you're just at peace and we're we're so constantly trying like i feel like even with myself i'm in my masculine a lot more and as I've learned about herbs and I'm like, okay, this is coming back to my feminine. Yes. I love that. Oh, I love that too so much. And I think, I think where it works with that expectation of us as females doing all of the things that gives us the expectation that we're supposed to embody both. Yeah. we have both inside of us right but it's like the masculine can become so dominant when we don't have these grounded practices that keep us in our feminine and keep us and like mother nature is a badass yeah yeah (laughs) she is so powerful um we witness that all the time with like wind and water and fire and all of these all of the elements um the earth rock like that's all her and it's but it's balanced with the beautiful flowers and the fruit foliage and all the things and you know the destruction creates newness with a fire for instance like it burns everything down but then new growth happens and it's like refreshing and you start with that more masculine intense energy and then you finish off with like oh I'm going to replant a beautiful garden and I'm going to replant re-nourish the land and that's what we're doing with this fire and um I think with all of the expectations that we have as women in this modern society it's like we really have to remember how to keep balanced and you're right mother nature has that balance in her and when we can tap into that and even if it's I know a lot of like I I have a slightly skewed view because I I live like on 120 acres and (laughs) I mean I can just walk away from my house we don't have wi-fi like my god it's amazing um, it's crazy but it's it's good and but but that gives me a skewed perspective because it's like when you live in a city how do you how do you do that you you go to green spaces you walk into a quiet neighborhood and like sit next to a tree you know, or find a community garden or have like your, your windowsill, if you have to, or like a porch with like, 
flowers growing there. And that's another way to still be connected um, and getting to know your land this way. Yeah, I love, I love that because we were, you know, we're, we were kind of like, how do we make this sort of podcast accessible to everyone? Like the women that are living on a farm or the women, and not just women, like we want men to also get, you know, information from this. Like we can learn both so much from each other. But we we were like, how do we make this accessible? Like we're two women that work in the wellness world and we get overwhelmed by how much information is out there and um, how much things cost these days. And how do we make it so that it's approachable for just everyone and not just a certain type of person that might have more money to spend on certain products or something. So I love that. And I think that's a really helpful tool, like for a woman that's living in a city, like where's the nearest tree that you could go and find some silence that's going to ground you on you, you, you. Easy to have those practices when there's so much stimulation. And I think that's one of the biggest things is help with helping getting grounded is finding that time for yourself and time to be alone in nature. I want to ask you, do you have any certain practices of your own that you do daily or just throughout the day that like really ground you or that you've found Mm -hmm. over your life that really help you? Yeah, I have. um, Yes. And thank you for that invitation to share. Um, I, I have a really intact um, meditation practice. I do like a working mantra in the morning, like when I'm feeding our cows, because we have cows. Um, When I'm feeding them, I'm like, getting in a good mindset with like an out loud mantra, I like talk to myself. <laughs> I love it. That's I love like it. it gets me into that the esoteric realm, the realm beyond the veil, and keeps me. I can go back to that all day long, right? Like, okay, having that beautiful time in the morning is a nice chunk, um, but then later something happens, and it's like oh, I go haywire or something goes wrong, which on a farm, things go wrong on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> How do you stay it? So then you can, so that practice in the morning, which is like, um, I, I wouldn't call it mantra or affirmation. It's more like, man, maybe more manifesting a positive mood or, um, you know, talking through shadow stuff that comes up or triggers that came up the day before um, stuff like that. So I really love that practice. I also do journaling in the morning, like while I'm sipping coffee before. So that yeah. kind of the, the journaling kind of leads into the chore out loud man working working mantra, working man um, meditation. And then I do sit at night um, formally. I not everyone wants to sit every day at like an altar space. Um, I I really need to because I'm a I am a go person. I have an absurd amount of energy and um, I really need to calm down in the evening because otherwise I'm kind of like wired but out of it and it doesn't lead to productivity with like having nice dinner with my husband. So, or, you know, winding down to go to bed and drift into dreamland. It's like, so I do sit, um, pretty much every evening, sometimes at lunch if I really need to, um, in, and get into like a deep meditation, um, 50, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, something like this. Um, so those, those things are key for me, the journaling, the meditation, the working, working meditation where you're actually like mind, like mindfully weeding in the garden or you know, planting the plants, like keeping, as I'm working, keeping those, those meditative minds, mindfulness, mindset type stuff. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not the correct, though, but um, those for me, like keep me from drifting off into the monkey brain that we all struggle with. And I know meditation is like, 
it's also one of those things that people don't quite, they either love it or they hate it. And um, it's just been many, for me, many years of knowing my anxiety levels that go crazy um, and knowing that meditation always brings me back to the ground, to the earth, putting my roots in. Um, so it looks different all the time, but sometimes it is straight up just breathing and being totally blank in my head. And over many, many years of practice that you can get into those modes very easily. But that's where I find like the working meditation is really nice because when I worked at a wellness store, even like unpacking shipments, right? Like getting your stuff in or I don't know how well it'll work in like an office situation because you're typing and doing all the things, but there are ways <laughs> you can all like work it yeah. in somehow um, to where we're, we're tapping into our subconscious, our mindfulness practice, the realm beyond the veil while we're doing the mundane human tasks that are just human, you know, and falling back when you're having a stress human moment, you're like, okay, hello, stressful human moment, but I can go back to what I did this morning or what, whatever that looks like. So those are the things that I love, love, love. Yeah. I, I really like that because I have always struggled with meditation. I'm like, I can't sit still and I'm so in my head, like Maddie will tell you. <laughs> but so the idea of like, okay, I can do this task, but I can also calm my mind in a way that's going to be like, I'm still being productive, but like, I'm also doing something beneficial for myself. I think yeah. a lot of people would benefit from just because we are such a go, go, go like type of culture that no one really knows how to like sit down and take that time for themselves and then really like set, get into that mindset of like meditation. I mean, and I say that because I can't, like I've struggled with it for so long. So I think it's a really beautiful way and it's free. Like that is mm -hmm. a tool that everyone can use. And yes. it might take some like practice, but yeah, the fact that it's just available and we have access to it is huge. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is free. It takes time, but what, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got, we've got time and um, people will say to me, oh, I don't have time. Well, where do you have 15 minutes that you're maybe wasting on scrolling or yeah all that time um, wasted on instagram all that time <laughs> yeah uh, you know 20 minutes here 15 minutes there 30 minutes there like there's an hour um yeah. and like that scrolling is only adding to the anxiety where yeah. something like meditation is taking away from it so it's kind of just yeah. weighing the priorities yeah. And I think that's a huge point is like the priorities that we've kind of created in our life. Like I know that, and I feel like we all could probably attest to this, like, or like I choose to spend like my, more of my money on like local food and it might be a little bit more expensive, mm -hmm. but like that's a priority for me supporting local yes. and mm -hmm. eating, like, mm -hmm. you know, I know where my food is coming from. And then less of my priority is like, going out to bars or, you know, spending money on clothing. And in the wellness world, like, I feel like if you do have these high priorities, like for yourself, you almost get like, oh, that's like a privilege, but it's, it really is. It's just like, where do you put your priorities? Like, are you putting your priorities on Instagram? Or are you going to put your priorities on like your mental health and the fact that like you should, you can be like sitting and meditating for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of excuses that get made in yeah. our culture of like, like you were saying, like, I just don't have enough time, but like, mm -hmm. there's so much time. And I think that if you're feeling like drained at the end of the day, like you need to reevaluate like where your energy is going and mm -hmm. where things might be like not aligned in your life. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because like, yeah, that we, people are busy. People have a lot going on and it's like, you want to have compassion and everything for other human beings. But I do think it's important that at a certain point you take back the responsibility of your well being and your health. And you look at where you're placing importance in your life. Yeah. 
So, definitely. and this is, mm -hmm. I'm really curious because you've told us before that you worked with people and like you recommend certain herbs for them. So mm -hmm. can you kind of walk us through like, what is that like and how, how you kind of got into that? And it was the intuitive, what was that called? Intuitive. What did you say you were really? Oh, the tree of wisdom. Is no, but yeah. what, it, what you're like. Oh, oh. Medical intuitive. Yeah, medical intuitive. No, yeah. What is that like? <laughs> I'm like, I, my brain I'm like someone help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking wow. <laughs> I, uh, so years ago, I had a private practice where I specialized in holistic skincare, like nourishing the body to help deja acne, um, eczema psoriasis were my, what that was my area of specialty, I guess. Um, so it, it, it has shifted a lot since then. And I, I, I've, wor I've started working with people again, just this year, um, because I've been being called to do that. I've just never thought I would work with people again. Um, and that's a whole nother thing I won't digress down, but I, um, it's been, yes, it is time to, again, to work with people. So in, in this, in the setting, in the setting, it has been very interesting. Like we, we go through, so we go through, we get very clinical or we get very intuitive. It's kind of like two different settings. So the clinical side, we're going through you know, bodily functions, right? Like stress levels, spiritual connection, how often someone has a bowel movement, how often they're drinking water, what foods they're eating, what they're not eating, when, when they're eating. So it gets very like human body, more of the mundane stuff, right? And we just kind of go through. And I guess the intuitive side kind of comes in too, because the plants just present themselves in my brain, my mind, my spiritual body, I guess. Um, and then we work on, you know, what herbs, and I do have a very, I'm, I'm trained as a clinical herbalist. So I do have a very scientific understanding of how all the plants work and what would nourish certain constitutions. So someone who's like, we've talked before about constitution, someone like you, Katie, who's like, similar to me where we're like revved up and we're excited yeah. <laughs> and we're flowing and it's like all of the things and then we crash or and but how to nourish that constitution to keep it grounded and that might look like an Oregon grape digestive bitter which I think I told you to try to just ground your root chakra your digestion into mama earth to nourish that hyperness that expansive energy to bring it down through your digestion through your root chakra and that they all it all goes together the energetics and the scientific pieces like when we are talking about someone who's who's the exact opposite we're giving them more exciting herbs herbs that are like encouraging circulation like maddie we've talked about fire cider for you and <laughs> yeah. circulation moving and but, you know, and, and so that's kind of the clinical stuff where we would look at the body, look at sleep patterns, look at all the patterns in the life and see where the herbs can be intermingled. And that sometimes it's just food. Sometimes we're, we need to take one thing out or we need to take, bring more things in, or some people need to fast and some people can't. Um, so a lot of times it's, it, it's as simple as nutrition and getting vitality through, like you were saying, Katie, like local, organic, beautiful food, like getting away from McDonald's or other drive through windows. And, you know, if you're doing that every day, or I mean, I haven't seen many people who are doing it every day, but like even once or twice a week, that can be very, very um, congestive to the entire digestive system and to the entire body. So 
looking at it could be just food, but in other more extreme cases, it can be like food and herbs and lifestyle. So that's kind of how I work with someone in a clinical setting when we are talking like mundane human body experiences that need to be balanced. Um, and it, it's very effective when, when the client is diligent. It takes, like, I, I don't, I do not take credit for the healing. I, I can offer knowledge about plants. I can offer knowledge about nutrition, but what, what is really happening is, is the person living in and taking, taking, um, <laughs> control of their taking charge, taking initiative to move their health forward. Yeah. With the plants. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's something we see in so many things. Like we feel like, oh, like if I just take this pill or the supplement or this, like, I'm just going to be healed. But it's, there's so much power in taking responsibility for your own journey. And I think that's huge. Like, I mean, like I've had to do take certain things at certain times, but I've also been like doing a lot of like inner work, you know, like it's just, there's so many levels. And I think that's where people are like, I'm not seeing a difference. And then they give up and yes. it's sad because there yeah. is so much power in taking back your, your, your power. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difficult part about like the wellness industry in general. It, it there's a lot of, you know, herbal capsules to take out there, but how incredibly allopathic is that? Right. To say, oh, well, this is for this and that is for that. When, you know, and I like to, I was trained to look at the entire body and look mm -hmm. at the entire lifestyle because that is where we see the shift. Like we, we, we have been essentially trained by the allopathic medical system that oh you will heal me person in a white lab coat like you are the answer and when that answer is always in a bottle or a vial or other things um, it, it, be, it becomes convoluted as to where we actually find nourishing health where we find shifting health that gives us the vitality we are after and usually, I mean, from what I have experienced, when, when we shift those lifestyle pieces, and sometimes that's just like talking to yourself better, nice, more mindfully, um, you know, not getting so mad at the cat laying on the floor in the same space, just saying, you're a cat, that's, that's what you do, and I'm just going to accept it. You know, it can be as easy as that, but it can be very complicated as well. It just depends on the condition. And I see a lot since I've been working with plant medicine for over 15 years. And the shift that has happened from when I started, when I saw that book, it, it's massive, right? And, but I feel like we're also at a precipice now that's kind of taking us a few steps backwards, but um, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> so I think it's kind of amazing. Like we're at this point in time and like with our health where there's no longer really room for like gurus or anyone like that anymore. Really what, where we're at is this whole thing of people taking their health back into their own hands. And then that's where people like us come in just to give them the knowledge to help them on their own way. Mm -hmm. So that reason they can be their own expert, but we no longer need to look up to, like you said, this person in the white lab coat to give us all the answers and to heal us because we have the power to do that ourselves. Yes, yeah. yes we do. And I, I very much believe very strongly that creator gave us these bodies and they are all, they're all different and they're all vast in their form, but they were created to function very well perfect. yeah I say perfectly but perfect does not really exist but 
our bodies were created to heal themselves, to be nourished when they're being nourished. And when we allow that, when we, when we hold space for that to be a part of our healing process, I think everything will shift. We will be seeing vitality as an epidemic versus other things. Yeah. Um, and I, I could not agree with you more. It's just, it's... That's so true. I, that's the sad part, I think, is that our bodies are so incredible as is. And if we just nourish them with good food and good people and, you know, the basics, like you will work at an like optimal level. And we've come Mm -hmm. to this equilibrium. I went, I remember when I was in school, they were taught and for a holistic health they were talking to us about you know like when like you just said when you nourish your body it will work the way that it's supposed to and it will all become balanced but like where there's so many things like there's so many chemicals and nasty foods out there and people are so disconnected that it's like our bodies are just like doing the best that they can these oh, yeah. days and i think that that's the big problem is really honestly just the disconnect um we we kind of have this thing as humans where we think we're so smart and so we want to listen to like what this diet says or what this person says rather than literally just yeah. listening to your body because if you take the time to turn inward and that's where you know the quiet time and listening to what your body says to you after you eat and meditating and all these different things really come into play and that's where you get your answers you know exactly. like you what you say but we live in a world where it's kind of almost praised to not listen to your body so yeah, yeah it's kind of so hard true that was such well a like point. we need that 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 is so beautiful maddie and like yes complete yes we we give our authority away all the time when it is happiness health vitality all comes from right here and yes oh my gosh that was beautifully yeah so you're now offering like people can work with you and do you just do that like through your website or how does that work because i remember when um, we had first met you were like that was on pause so yeah. now i'm excited and it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna sign up after this <laughs> i know and i'm gonna break your heart because i close my books for the summer. No. I, <laughs> I, we are so busy. Um, this time of year, it's just, it's nuts. Um, yeah. You know, we have a hired man, but like my father in law is like going into retirement mode. Well, no, he's very in retirement mode. My mother in law works off farm full time, and it's like me and Mac are, you know, in support. It's, and then, it's all the things farm life is just bananas so my <laughs> are closed at this moment please okay. well when they open you let me know <laughs> <laughs> but um i'll be there again come fall and i really i love working with the fall energy going into the winter energy and then early like late winter early spring because we are, that is the time when the veil between realms is so thin yeah. and the connection is off the charts, like um, spirit communication, even the plants as they go into their slumber, like they get louder, the roots get louder, the trees, all the things. So I really love holding space. There is during that time, but there is, we I have a space here that I can see people in person and I've done some over Zoom and it does seem like the energy still transfers when it's intuitive, when it's just clinical, that's like totally fine um, over Zoom. So that's how I operate. I do, I am hosting moon ceremonies through the summer at the farm in the gardens. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I haven't figured out how that's going to work with internet situation because like I don't have internet. <laughs> I, I go it. when I'm doing clients over when I'm working with clients over Zoom, 
I go to my space because she lets me use the internet. <laughs> so, I love um, that. <laughs> but the, the full moon meditation ceremony situations are happening in the gardens, um, probably starting next month and then through September. Um, so that's kind of big work. And then I'm, I am so close to launching an online course that um, blends, it's called Blending the Science and Spirit of Herbalism. So how the science and the spiritual esoteric intuitive realm, which I'm really lights me up, um, how all of that connects because it does connect. Like the science confirms what the spirit realm tells us about herbs all the time. It's yeah. just what happens. So that's, I'm, I'm, those are a few ways. And then I have my whole line of remedies on my website as well. So well, we will look for those. Yeah. Will you, yeah. you'll be like posting them on Instagram or okay. And my, I have an email list, which is really because the online, like, container is shifting so strangely lately i'm not i'm really leaning into my email list which is pretty you know that's that's a good way to really get the juicy bits um instagram for sure it's on there but um it's been a weird space lately for natural yeah. Health people. <laughs> oh, yeah i can only i can't even imagine what, <laughs> yeah. i commend you i mean it's amazing but oh, it's just Thank you, darling. <laughs> so we, we just want to like, thank you so much and for coming on and we want to leave with a question because part of the reason that we like really wanted, like we were saying earlier, do this podcast was make health more accessible for everyone. And we're just wondering if you have like any piece of advice that maybe you could offer to like, our listeners so that they can, you know, kind of get on that journey. Yeah. As far as like, yeah. Like your connection to herbs or what you could do, like just going out in nature and just anything really that's like helped you on your journey that, you know, is a inexpensive, but really healing tool. Yeah. Um, I'm just hearing the weeds are weeds that we spray and we pour chemicals on. Getting to know those very easily identified plants like dandelions, um, dandelions, cleavers, stinging nettles even for some people, um, lambs quarters, all sorts of these plants that are considered weeds. I just don't love that name at all, but Getting to know five plants that you see popping out of the sidewalks that you see in your backyard or even in just the green strip in front of your house if you're in the city or, um, you know, if a friend has a pasture or whatever it may be, getting to know five plants. And I want to say that I can guarantee those five plants are going to be food, they're going to be medicine and they're going to reconnect you immediately to the land that you are on. And that is totally free. I have some videos on my YouTube that talk about like how to harvest dandelions easily. Um, they are such awesome food. And even to just simplify again, asking your neighbors to not spray Roundup on them. Yeah. Not yourself on your, your own property. Lots of people still do that. Like, asking that <laughs> yeah. sometimes it opens up a lot of conversation um it can be triggering for a lot of people but usually it's like oh why what's the problem and then you can talk to that person about what glycophosphates are um like glyphosate it's okay <laughs> I was like, that was not right. <laughs> so even just that simple gesture, the dandelions are going to be like cheering for you and you'll be able to. Um, it's yeah, so I love it. 
I love that. We went with dandelion yeah. cake the other day. <laughs> because and then we ended up with dandelion wine, and it's not good. <laughs> well, so this is, I don't even remember how we got into this, but I was, like, taking a music course, and they're like, what is one of the most, like, you know, overlooked herbs? And I was like, dandelion. Like, I've yeah. so much that you can do with it. And growing up, you just, like, overlook it. Like, I remember that many times I would be growing like, running around and see dandelions and like my parents were just like oh that weed that won't go away mm. and so then Maddie and I were like <laughs> talking about it and Maddie's like I'm gonna order dandelion wine well because then I like heard about dandelion wine and I was like well I'm gonna make it but then that looks very complicated so I was like let's order it first and see if it's yes. good but the one we got is like packed full of sugar yeah it was, it was not good but well I have yeah. some I have some that I've been aging for like it's like five years old, six years old. Wow. And it tastes good now. <laughs> How do you do that? So you would pick up, I like, I'm so curious. This is probably a whole other podcast. Yeah, I know. This like, is a whole, uh, I know. We could talk, but it's a whole other thing. I think I have on my blog, I think I have the recipe and like how to. Okay, we'll um, do that. Yeah. It's really, we'll it's, that's another up. simple one. But again, like aging it longer because when you first drink it, you're like, ugh. Okay. If you let it like this one, it, I think it's five years old. I think it's five or six years old. Wow. And right. it, well, it, it's um, really good now. When we come to visit you on the farm, we will crack that yes. open. Dandelion <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Daniel and> Chardonnay. <laughs> so your blog, is it just enchantmentcreek.com so that people can... Oh, yeah. Um, EnchantmentCreekHerbs.com and Enchantment is just Enchantment and then CreekHerbs.com. And then on Instagram, I am at Enchantment Creek. And all of those, all the links, there's a, I have a take, find your spirit herb quiz at the top of my web. And that gets you on my email list. Oh, awesome. It's That's kind of fun. Okay. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have been taking the. I always say it wrong. Ma Mahona. Mahonia. Oh my God. They those are, are so good. I know I'm not supposed to take those because yeah. I'm cold. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> with they're really good. <laughs> it's so funny because Maddie and I's energy is like so completely different, but we just balance each other out. We're like, we should do a podcast together. We're like, it's great. <laughs> I but, love that yeah. you're doing it. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks, thank thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We're so happy we got to see you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to see you too. It's so good. It makes us feel connected, and I'm. Yeah. Really <laughs> well, thank you so much. We're so yes. we're so happy you were able to come yeah. on. Thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.